Welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I say the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, NBA and NHL playoff updates, Euro 2020 slash 21 updates, and MLB All-Star voting, we try to untangle that whole thing for you. you as always, you can email us at dsethepodcast at gmail.com, at dsepodcast on Twitter, dsethepodcast on Instagram. Rate and review us, as always, on Apple Podcasts to help other people find us. Give us a five-star review. We will read it on the air. All right. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman, and alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who always sticks his landings off the uneven bars, Tim Reinhardt. Welcome, Tim. Have you okay? So, what is what do you think is? I think they're all incredibly difficult. What do you think the most challenging gymnastics like routine is? Well, I mean, I think I think there's a so the uneven bars looks insane. The yeah the, um, the skinny bar, whatever that thing is called, <laughs> the that they they flip on is is so thin that I can't even imagine even standing on it for one second. The, the um, balance beam, the balance beam, yeah, the okay, balance beam. yeah. That I mean, that's just absurd. How, how yeah. do you even practice that? I don't know. I don't like, know. And oh, and, and they okay. land and the the difficult, more difficult tricks are landed without looking, so you just know that you're going to land on the beam. I don't understand that, but. All that being said, I think the the most difficult one for me is the one that the men do and the women don't do for whatever reason is the the rings. Dude, the, that I can't is even a, imagine holding myself up for that long. Okay, so all every single one of these, like, I think we've talked about this before. Like, you know, there are there are sports that like that you can play. And like you were, you were a pretty good soccer player back in the day, if I remember correct, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, that was all right. Yeah. Grant, like you, you, I, no offense, we're never, we're never <laughs> going pro. You were, yes. you were a very good flag football player. Well, uh, thank you. Let's, let's not forget. Yeah. Um, but you were never going pro. And, you know, I was, I was a very good baseball player. It was never really like going to go pro there. But like we could, you know, I could still play football. I could play like a pickup game of soccer. I could, you know, it's like, I guess my right. point is like baseball was my sport. Right. And I could still play flag football. I could still play like a game of pickup soccer. I could go to the tennis courts tomorrow and you and I could bat around the tennis ball. It might be ugly, but we could do it. Sure. There is no chance that I could do any of those routines in gymnastics, period, stop. Right. I mean, I think the the floor exercise, obviously you're on a floor, a kind of bouncy floor and you're bounding around that I could like, I don't know, fall on my face doing and sure. maybe the vault I could fly off of and, and smash my, you know, break my ankle or something. But the, the there's a couple of them that just I, I don't I don't even know how it how it's even done. Like, like how can you not fall on your face every time? The rings a lot, like when they when they extend their arms yes. out, that that's impossible. Yeah. Um, or if you just think like like you were talking about the balance beam, or they do these uneven bars and like they they like twirl like spin. I know I'm using 
very, very specific terminology. <laughs> yes, yes. Technical they, like, terms. Turn, yeah. They spin on the top bar and they like let their body hit the lower bar and bounce yes. off. The, like what? It, I, I don't I don't even understand it. And then to like to land, um, you know, and, and just stick that landing two feet yep. down. Yeah. What world are we living in where that is even possible? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I feel like most every other sport, you could just go out and leisurely enjoy, like, a time with a friend. Like, you go swimming, you know? You're not going to sure. go win the 400-meter breaststroke, but, like, you could go do it. Yeah. But gymnastics is just a whole other ball game. Completely. It's, it's wild. So, yeah. So, I guess... This maybe this begs the question, but are you are, are you an Olympics guy? Are you oh into the gosh. Olympics? Jeff, yeah. have we not ever talked about this? I'm like a huge Olympics okay. nerd. I okay, great. I feel like <laughs> so back in the day, um, back in the days of VHS tapes, um, we had these like Olympics VHS tapes, and I would watch them all the time. Um, was it like was it like highlights, or was it recorded yeah. from TV or? So like highlights of of um, just like little mini probably documentaries about different, okay. you know, like Dick Fosbury, you know, the guy that did the like revolutionized the high jump or I think yep. the guy's name was Al Order, who was the most like prolific discus thrower. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Greg Luganis, the, right. the, um, the diver. Yeah, I, I got into Olympics big time when I was little and. Like obviously not not nearly as much as as an adult, um, but it's uh, it's something I, I do enjoy watching. Now, are are how about you? Are you into into the Olympics? Yeah, I'm big big into the Olympics. My wife is also big into the Olympics, so she's probably made me more big into the Olympics. I remember uh, when we first lived together, and it was the Beijing Olympics. And yes. we would stay stay up until like two o'clock in the morning watching beach volleyball, like on the edge, edge of our seat. Oh, um, what was that? Do it, Carrie Walsh and um, oh, what was the other woman's name? They were yeah. they just obliterated uh, everybody. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't Misty, remember. Misty May. Misty yes. May. Yeah, Misty May. Yes. One of the best. One of the best sports names of all time, Misty May. Um, so I, I'm big into it. We always joke um, that we become experts about the sport that we're watching in like three seconds yeah. like we'll watch diving and the person will dive and i'll be like oh man you know too much splash or didn't go in vertically <laughs> or you know so didn't rotate all the way you know you, yeah. you watch it you watch it for like you know three times and you're like oh boy you, you know exactly what you're looking at and even if it's not always exactly right but somehow it you know it, it that's part of the fun of it to be a judge at home especially for the, the judged events and, and kind of uh, watch it and, and see uh, diving is another one where they get that, that platform. The tallest one is preposterously yes. high. Oh my I, goodness. Like that's another one that I would not like, I can jump off a diving board. Maybe I probably haven't done it in I don't know, 15 years, but yeah. like that is so high in the air. I would, I, there's no way that I would even so, get up there. Um, what's that? That's 10 meters high, right? Uh, yes, three I think stories. It's a ten meter. I think it's a yeah. ten meter board. So, or not board platform. Um, 
that is like, that's one of those things where if you or I jumped off that at that height, you'd like on your way down, you'd be like, where's the water? Where's the water? Where's the water? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? like um, you're, you're like, Oh God, what do I do with my legs? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, that, do you remember, do you remember watching, I want to say it was the 1988 Olympics in Seoul, Korea, when Greg Luganis hit his head on the board? No, I don't remember that, but I'm from, from seeing the highlights, I'm permanently scarred every time they jump off backwards and they come incredibly close to the board. I get freaked out. I remember watching that and wow. And like, that was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So, um, wow. so the reason, the reason we're talking about this is, uh, the Olympics are opening up the 2020 Olympics are opening up in 2021 on Friday, July 23rd is the opening ceremony. So, um, we will obviously have, uh, coverage of that when we get closer, um, as w- Tim and I obviously will be watching closely, um, all, all the, uh, events. So le- one more, one more thing, I guess on the, uh, Olympics is that do you have a favorite sport to watch? Maybe okay. maybe something outside the uh outside the normal. So yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you this. Um I, in the summer games, I think like I'll I'll get enthralled, like, you know, so I'll be like at home and I'll just flip it on like while I'm eating lunch or something, and like two hours later after you know, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll still be like watching badminton. Right. You know? Um, that's, that's like, I like the, in the, in the summer Olympics, I like the sports that you don't get to see even regularly, like, yep. you know, so like, obviously I don't see a lot of track and field or gymnastics, but those are fairly well-traveled sports. Like I, I do really enjoy like checking out the sports that are just, you know, so fencing, for example, right. um, or badminton or ping pong, um, you know, that you just wouldn't ever really see. Um, so I'd say those, those are mine for the summer games. Um, what about, what are yours? For me, I, I like um, some of the off the beaten track, no, no pun intended, track and field uh, events, like mm-hmm. a steeplechase where they have water. Yeah. Inexpl- inexplicably on the course, there's water. <laughs> and they have to jump over the fence and like, you know, try not to land in the water. Otherwise you get slowed down. And uh, like javelin and um, the one the uh, shot put and stuff like that. So, How about speed walking? So, so we, we talk about speed walking a lot at our house because it's so preposterous. And they they um, and so if you haven't seen Olympic speed walking, uh, it's like running except that you have to keep one foot on the ground at all times. At all times, yeah. At all times. So it, it's so the people are in my mind, all trying to cheat as much as they can without getting caught. <laughs> so th- you can get like two warnings and that your third, your third, you're, you're out of the race or something. So like, um, they're all trying to basically run, um, but keep, keep a foot close to the ground. Um, I do enjoy watching it, but it, it feels like they're because they need to keep one foot on the ground, they're twisting their torso and their legs and yeah. their hips so violently <laughs> that it just looks incredibly uncomfortable to me. Um, I, I couldn't agree. Yeah. It, it just is. It looks like when you're watching it, it looks like a lot of people that have run 
far too much in their lives. You know, like that, that's what it looks like they're doing. It looks like yeah. the guys at the at mile 23 of the marathon. That's what it looks like. And yeah. Just, just trying to get to the end. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, yeah, it's their competitive sport. It's, it's wild. Um, handball team handball. That's another good one. Yes. Team I got, handball I got somewhere. really into that one last, uh, last Olympics. Um, do you have, I know we're not there yet, but do you have a winter Olympics favorite sport? I, I like all of the, um, all of the things that are in the, like the tube, like the luge, the skeleton, the yeah, bobsled, bobsled, all of those things that they're flying down in there. I, or, um, or like the race skiing where, where you see they start to put the times and like, Oh, they're at this checkpoint. They're this far behind or ahead of the leader. I just love when it's like somebody and they're like, they start being hitting those checkpoints ahead of the leader. And like, you can hear like the announcer getting excited, excited. And you can see those kind of checkpoints go by. And, uh, that's my favorite part when they just start like, um, you know, racing and you can kind of see based on that, those numbers, like how fast against the, uh, um, against the leader that they're going. Right. So I enjoy those. So for winter, hands down, curling is my, yes. I love I, curling. You watch that at any, I think we might've been, were we roommates? Maybe, I don't remember if we were, but I, I remember like when we lived in that apartment, like maybe it was just random world championship curling or something, but <laughs> Like I got really into it and had it on in the apartment at all times. Um, yes. But one thing that I, I like about like some of these Olympic sports and I guess it's a hybrid of summer and winter is like, you can like see where, you know, some of these, uh, maybe it's just like, I don't know, like the origin of a lot of these things, like take this object and throw it as far <laughs> as you can. Or right. like some of the ones in the winter Olympics that are like survival, like, we're survival the, the biathlon, yep. cross country ski and shoot. Like if you yeah. couldn't do that in certain parts <laughs> of the world, you weren't going to survive. Like right. <laughs> so, there's just like thinking about how some of these things came about um, are are pretty. It's just kind of like kind of a fun history nerd thing in me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I there, I don't think there's anything that I don't like. I like to watch all of them. Like I'll watch every sport in the Olympics, whatever they have on, um, at night we'll have on, um, and during the day, like I'll just watch it whenever. So it's just fun to watch competition and sports of a different variety, something that we're not, um, we're not used to. So we'll, we'll definitely get into that more in the next couple of weeks Can't as wait. we get, as we get into, um, uh, Olympic season. So I'm looking forward to that. So let's, wow. let's 15 let's, minutes on, on Olympics out hey, of the gate. The Olympics are great. We, we love the Olympics. It's, yeah. it's so fun to talk about the Olympics. Honestly, it's just it's just something that, you know, this the the um, the summer Olympics are every four years, right? We have Olympics every two years because it's winter, summer, winter, summer. But, you know, just you haven't seen these sports basically in four years. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not like the Super Bowl or the NBA playoffs right. or whatever that you have every year. Um, but you know, I, I haven't watched team handball in four years, right? Exactly. I know that I haven't watched a javelin in four, four years either. Exactly. So, um, so definitely looking forward to that. Very excited for that coverage to, to, to get kicked off from Tokyo. Let's go. All right. So continuing, let's, let's continue our international tour here. Um, and we'll go to the Euro, uh, Euro 2020, um, where we had the round of 16 happen between our last, um, podcast and today. 
um, played, if I'm not mistaken, uh, right? Yes, yes. And and the, the quarterfinals start on uh, Friday, July 2nd. So this Friday. Wow, it's almost July already. Amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, a couple of a couple of shockers. Um, first of all, um, France, who I had, lost to Switzerland in penalties, which was a bummer. Um, and Portugal, who I also had, uh, lost to Belgium. Down, yeah. 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 Um, and your Germany lost to England to nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was today. Yeah. Um, I, Did you I watch watched, that one? I watched half of the game. Um, and then I had to go do something. Um, so I, I see that England scored too, too late. You could see the momentum pretty shifting pretty good. Uh, um, in the, uh, in the latter part of the first half, uh, I feel like the, most of the game was being played right in front of Germany's goal. Um, so it, it certainly was, was trending that way. Um, but yeah, it seems like there, there are a couple of, uh, I don't know if it's, if we'll call them upsets or, um, uh, or what, I, I mean, just some big name, big name teams are, are not in it anymore. Um, yeah. so that's, uh, that's a big, you know, Portugal being out, Germany being out. Um, those are, those are some big names in the world of soccer. Um, the Czech Republic, uh, um, defeating the Netherlands. Um, you know, so there's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, this is what's fun about, fun about this tournament and, and all the, all the soccer tournaments for that matter. Right, exactly. I mean, you could you could argue that Netherlands, Germany, uh, France, Portugal could be your final four uh, in there. So um, it's not not quite surprising, or actually quite surprising, uh, that that they are all out at, at the round of sixteen. I, so I'd say throw throw your you know throw all your whatever behind uh, behind England. Uh, I don't think they've let up a goal the entire tournament. Okay, so so England is the prohibitive betting favorite at plus two hundred. Um, so you could and you could get them at top two for minus two hundred five. I guess that means make the final at minus two hundred five. Right. So um, so they are going to face off with Ukraine. So they are huge favorites against Ukraine minus two forty to beat Ukraine. Um, we've got Switzerland and Spain. Spain is a big favorite there, minus one forty eight. We have Belgium and Italy. Um, that one is pretty close. Um, so Italy is a slight favorite there. Um, and the other one is Czech Republic against Denmark. Um, Denmark is a favorite there, just a slight favorite. So um, England looks like they have the easiest path to get to the final four. Um, and then we'll see um, who they play there. They will play... Uh, Match 48. I, I'm not able to sort out the bracket because it's matches numbers and I can't read that right now. So <laughs> yeah. that that's a, that's after uh, that's starting on Tuesday. So um, we'll probably have a coverage of one and a preview of the other next okay. week. So looking forward to that. So back here on on our shores, we, we have playoffs going on as well. Um, we we had an extended um Sixers rant last week. Um, so Atlanta moved on to face Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee leads that series two to one. They have another game tonight. 
game four um, with actually Trey Young is out um, for Atlanta. Yeah. So um, things look like they're tilting here for Milwaukee. But um, this obviously game four in a two to one series is is a pretty big game in general. Um, it's, this is just the way that I look at it. Um, the difference between two to two and three to one is is gigantic. So um, if Atlanta can somehow steal this one um, to have it at two, two um, means anybody's series and three, one means Milwaukee is, is looking like they're about to walk to the NBA finals. Um, you know, it's funny looking at um, how it ended up for Milwaukee so far um, because the Sixers look like they had an easy path because they, at this top seed played Washington and then they got the winner of Knicks in Atlanta. Neither of those teams looked particularly well put together at the time. Um, whereas Milwaukee was facing Miami, who they went out, they lost to in the bubble. Um, they won that series in a sweep. Then they went and faced Brooklyn, and nobody basically thought they were going to be Brooklyn, but James Harden was hobbled. Kyrie Irving was out. Um, despite Kevin Durant's best efforts, Milwaukee somehow I mean, even down to the last five seconds, I didn't think they were going to win that series, but they did anyway. Um, and now they're facing Atlanta, who could be missing Trey Young in game four. So, um, you know, it's it's very easy to judge even a bracket that lasts three weeks in the NBA, and it's completely different three weeks later. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, I don't know. A team, a team like the Hawks, um, and again, Keeping, keeping in mind my knowledge of, of this sport is I might have greater team handball knowledge than, than <laughs> I do this. But, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like, the, the way that the bracket has, has sort of played out is, or at least this side of the bracket has played out is, has been not, I don't know, not, not as we, not, not as you or I expected, certainly. Rewind the tapes and, you know, yeah. and, and play where we were a few weeks ago. And I think we both thought that this would be a matchup between uh, the 76ers and the Nets. Right. Yep, exactly. And um, on in on the other side, uh, Phoenix took a 3-1 lead against the Clippers and the Clippers last night um, came back and on the back of Paul George won to make that series 3-2. So they're going to go back to Los Angeles for game six. Phoenix trying to close that one out. Um, I think they should close that one out at some point in six or seven um, the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard who are um, still playing pretty well considering. So uh, Phoenix reintroducing Chris Paul. Um, so right now it's looking like a Phoenix versus Milwaukee uh, NBA finals, which again, like what you said, Tim, looking back at it, you know, several weeks ago would be a shocking outcome. If you had that, like, I, I don't know what it is because I, uh, I didn't look at the time, but if you had if you had that NBA Finals matchup, I think you would have had pretty seriously high odds uh, <laughs> betting that. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody will come out and say, "Oh yeah, I had that because you know I looked at the numbers and la la la." Um, but they would be lying. They just picked something out of a hat, and yeah, they got and lucky, which is which is which is part of it. Fine. But you know, yeah. Um, look, looking at Phoenix's path, they were down two to one to the Lakers in the first round, and they were plus six hundred at that point. Um, that I do remember to win that series, and they came back and won that four to two, winning three games in a row. So then they swept Denver, and then they got the Clippers without 
um, without Kawhi Leonard. So again, another path that turned out to be significantly easier than um, than it looked like at the start of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so let's go on to the NHL. Uh, we are in the NHL Finals, Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, Tampa Bay against Montreal. Tampa Bay has has uh, taken a one nothing lead in that series um, with a five to one, I believe, win in the in the first game. Uh, kind of a, a blowout for for an NHL playoff standards. Um, yeah. This this was kind of the thing I was worried about with Montreal is that they kind of had this Cinderella uh, playoffs getting there, being the team with the lowest point total to get into the playoffs, um, making it all the way to Stanley Cup final. And hopefully, um, you know, the it hasn't turned their uh, their ride hasn't turned into a pumpkin here at the end. So, right. Um, were you able to watch any of that one? I, I didn't. I didn't catch any of that game. No. Um, I I sort of put my my NHL hat uh, in you know away once the uh, once the Islanders went down on Friday night. Um, or was that Wednesday? When was that? That was Friday. Um, so we we haven't talked about that um, that outcome, yep. have we? Yeah. No, we haven't. No. Um, that was so after, yeah. the uh, you know tough way for the Islanders to go down um, on that uh, shorthanded goal and, you know, questions about whether there were actually too many men on the ice, uh, you know, uh, but it seems like the way that it all worked out is that the, you know, I, again, I, I don't know much about the NHL, but the guys had given themselves up and were skating off the ice as the, you know, so if you looked at the, if you looked at the overhead shot, yes, there were too many men on the ice, but that's that's actually apparently pretty common in the NHL. It's not like they were playing with more uh, more people. Um, it just you know was a tough break for the Islanders that the guy that's getting onto the ice happens to catch that breakaway opportunity, um, and uh, one goal is all they needed. Right. So it's not like the NFL where if the guys inside the stripes counts as a player on the field for two right. minutes, they, they kind of have a uh, uh, giving yourself up skating over to the uh, wall close enough to the wall right, uh, right. rule there. Um, yeah. And that, and the end of that one was a little bit frustrating too um, because the Islanders pulled their goalie for the last like two minutes or something. And even with that extra skater, they just didn't generate any chances um, to, to get a goal and, yeah. and get, you know, break that one, nothing uh, thing. So I was hoping for kind of like a, around the goal flurry towards the end of the game. And it just, it did, never really materialized. So credit to uh, Tampa Bay, obviously a good team for, uh, for holding them to um, no, no real yeah. good shots at the end of the game um, in, in game seven against the Islanders. For so sure, your team, your teams, Vegas and uh, Vegas and the Islanders both, both went out there. Yeah. Both, uh, both bowed out at the end. Uh, I think you, you know, the, the lightning have to be the, have to be the team to team to prohibitive favorites, as you said before. Right. Yep. Um, the you know Montreal being the kind of the the underdog, so um, they are. And if you look at it, they are um, the Lightning are minus five sixty favorites. Um, so we got to put down five dollars and sixty cents to earn back a dollar. So. Not a lot of value there, but <laughs> not not exactly. But hey, if you have five dollars and sixty cents, you could win a dollar. So there you go. Um, you know, not not a bad way to earn a buck. All right. 
so um, the other thing that we wanted to talk about uh, this week was um, the all-star voting for MLB in classic MLB fashion. Somehow they have made it way more complicated. I guess I thought when you suggested this, I was like, Oh, we'll just look at the number of voter number of votes. And you know, so-and-so has 2 million or whatever. Do you understand this? It's way more complicated than that. There's different rounds now, right? So yeah, we're in round two. You, if you get a certain number of, it's like rank choice voting. Okay. <laughs> what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> okay. so there's, if you meet a certain threshold after the first round, now you're into round two. And so all the guy, like all the people can vote on now a certain number of candidates rather than every player in, uh, in baseball. Okay. All right. So the, they, they clear out. It used to be that you, you're at the ballpark, you fill out the little punch card. With, yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I remember you that. know, every player under the sun on it. Yeah. Um, and they just tally those up. Now, okay, so now there's there's three players left in the, at each position right. um, and nine in the outfield. So, yeah, so each each for uh, three for each position in the outfield, um, including the DH for American League, I see. And so we have the percentage – uh, of voting that we have for each player. And this is just voting for the starters, I guess. So um, I'll, I'll go down the the list and you tell me if there's anything that surprises you. Here. Okay. So uh, in the American League, leading um, is Vlad Jr. at first base, Marcus Simeon, Blue Jays at second base, third base, Rafael Devers on the Red Sox, shortstop Xander Bogarts on the Red Sox, Catcher Salvador Perez on the Royals. Um, I'll give you the top three in the outfield. Trout, Aaron Judge, Buxton on the Twins. Really? Designated, designated hitter is Otani from the Angels. Of course. Um, so any, anything surprising there, I guess, in the AL? Um, the, uh, the Buxton uh, just, well, I guess... Perhaps not. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, I don't. I don't know. That 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 does seem yeah. seem maybe a little. You know, usually you you see, I guess, like, you know, look at the top two. You know, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge. Um, not that obviously Mike Trout's the best player in the game, but you know, and, and a lot of these other um, ones that you mentioned are like massive major market. Um, right players and Byron Buxton being in Minnesota is a little um, un- unexpected. Um, yeah. And I, I think if you look at the, if you look at the four through nine also available in the outfield, it's not exactly household names in Michael Brantley, Cedric Mullins from the Orioles, Adolis Garcia from the Rangers, former Cardinal Alex Verdugo on the Red Sox, Teoscar Hernandez on the Blue Jays and Randall Gritchick also on the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, so it's not like there's a, another, I feel like there must be another big name outfielder uh, in the AL somewhere, um, but not really, not really on this list. So um, that, that is definitely interesting. Um, right. The other one I found interesting was second base uh, Semyon on the Blue Jays. I don't know if he's had a good year or not, but it seems like the Toronto market is, affecting their uh their votes um Beau Bichette is second place at shortstop uh Simeon is first and second base Vlad Jr. is is first in first base and uh, uh we've got 
Tiascar Hernandez and Randall Grichik, <laughs> eighth and ninth in the outfield um, from the Blue Jays. So it seems like that Toronto market is, is getting their votes in. Uh, yeah, they're pumping it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, where was uh, Jordan Alvarez? So he was second place in the DH spot behind okay. o- Otani. Yep. Okay. And what is um, what's uh, blank on his name? Red Sox DH being considered as uh, JD Martinez is third third place uh, in DH, right behind Jordan Alvarez. Yep. Got it. So um, that one, the, the DH is a little bit stacked for the AL. Um, all, all the guys, I guess, that used to play outfield are now now considered designated hitters. So right. um, that's that's where they've all gone, I guess, if I'm looking for another star in the American League. So in the National League, we've got um, at first base, Freddie Freeman uh, is first from the Braves. So. Second base, Adam Frazier from the Pirates. Um, that one's a little surprising, I guess. Third base is Nolan Arenado from the Cardinals. Love it. Uh, shortstop is Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres. Catcher is Buster Posey. Uh, from the Giants, who's had a great year. Um, and outfield is uh, Ronald Acuna from the Braves, Castellanos from the Reds, and Jesse Winkler from the Reds as well. Yeah, can't can't argue with those three. I mean, Mookie Betts yeah. is probably... Yeah, right behind. Right, yeah, 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 Mookie so, Betts is fourth there. Um, Bryce Harper in seventh, uh, Juan Soto in, in eighth. So there are lots of good um, opportunities in the, in the outfield, um, I guess, Second base, surprising Adam Frazier uh, over Ozzy Albes uh, of the Braves. But um, is he having a good year? I, I don't even know. I, I don't know either. Um, I'm going to look that up right now, though. Maybe um, maybe those, those Pirates fans are putting putting all of their, their money into the Adam, Adam yeah. Frazier market. There. Having a great, you know, um, he's having a great year. Wow, One, 142, 142 OPS plus. Yeah, so he's having a great year. Uh, 471 slash uh, not yeah. exactly hitting for power um, but he's scoring a ton of runs yeah really so, um, and, and a bunch of walks good on base percentage yeah, that's, that's his, his highest highest career ever OPS plus this year uh, he is twice as much as he was in 2020 so I uh, hope he keeps it up for his sake so uh, deserving all-star if he makes it. So yeah. good good on the voters there who are, are checking the stats. Um, and I had no idea that he was so good. Well, so. I mean, you know, and like when, when there's a, you got to, I guess, think when there's like a smaller market player that is playing really well, like those, those fans are going to pump that guy up big time. Like they're probably putting that on the marquee at, yep. you know, all the pirates games and, and everything. You, you kind of see that with, with, the small market teams. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and obviously this is what the all-star game is really for like that, you know, Adam Frazier's really had kind of a, um, you know, mediocre replacement level career. And if he has a great year, he should be an all-star and he should be recommended or he should be recognized for that. Um, even if he falls off in the second half, I think that's a, that'd be a cool thing for him. Yeah. Uh, um, so anything, I guess else you're, uh, you're looking at, you're keeping your eye on this week. Uh, not, not really. We covered just about, just about everything I am keeping my eye on. Um, uh, not really, I guess we do have on the horizon, um, not this week, but the week after, um, the match, um, 
with uh, uh, with Phil Mickelson and um, and Bryson DeChambeau. Um, so that that should be uh, that should be a fun and, and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. That should be a fun one. I think that's that's coming the first week of July, if I'm not mistaken. So do they play that? I'm not familiar with the match rules like um, in the other ones. Do they play that kind of best ball or, or do they they go back and forth? Because I feel like, you know, that the quarterbacks uh, would have, you know, they could probably just throw their ball away every time, I guess, and let the pro, <laughs> let the pros hit it. Yeah. Is there some part of that? Yeah. So um, what's the last I read that they're so, – so last year's was, was kind of interesting – they had a couple of, I think, different holes were were played differently. Like there was one hole you could only use one club on, for example. Um, but if what I read, I read this a while ago, um, is that they'll both both are all all four players will drive the ball, and then they will do alternating um, alternating shots after that. So. Um, it's my understanding that that's how each of the, um, each of the holes are going to be. Got it. So if you take Aaron Rodgers' drive, then Phil Mickelson gets to hit the approach shot or the, the second shot. Right. So case. it's actually, I mean, oh, it's okay. fairly strategic, like, because right. of course Phil Mickelson can, you know, crush it further than Tom Brady can, but he's also much better at putting the ball closer to the pin uh, but then he's also a better putter. So like, do you want Tom Brady taking, you know, so if you like think about playing it out, so like, all right, you take Phil Mickelson's drive, Tom Brady puts it on the green, Phil Mickelson, um, you know, gets it within what would be a gimme for a pro golfer, but for a non-pro golfer is not, um, you know, so like it, there definitely is some strategy in how, how these guys are going to play it. Um, but I, I love it. I like the the mic'd up aspect of it. Like, I think there needs to be more of that in sports in general. Like, I, I think it would be great for us to be able to hear what what like people are saying um, pretty regularly on on a golf course or or wherever. Um, so it, it'll be fun. To, you know, that's always fun how they're like talking to the um, to the guys in the booth. Uh, there was a good moment last year when Tom Brady pulled out from like 150 yards. Like, it happened right after. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, oh my gosh. Uh, Charles Barkley was, was giving him, you know, a bunch of, bunch of the business through his earpiece. And, <laughs> and then you heard Tom Brady, like talk back to him. And, um, so that's, uh, that I guess is, um, that's a fun little aspect of this. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be Tuesday, July 6th. In, in the, that's in the evening, right? Cause they, are they, yeah. All right. Oh, 5 PM. 5 PM. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, get, get, get dinner on the table, get, get in front of the, uh, get in front of the TV there to watch that. Right. Um, Um, so actually one other thing, did you see any of the, uh, the Tom Brady quotes on, um, the, I think it was on that, like LeBron James, uh, show on HBO, the barbershop thing. So a, a little bit, a couple of them went across like push alerts from ESPN or whatever, yeah, some yeah. team, some team pulled their, their free agent, uh, offer off the table. And he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to come get you or, or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. So like there was, he said that 
somebody was some team was interested and then at the last minute pulled pulled back and he said something like you're telling me you stuck with that mother effer like um and you know he's he was being colorful using using profanity and it, it was funny um but then it like launched this whole thing like oh what team was he talking about like was right. he talking about 49ers was he talking about uh was he talking about the titans um who who's the team that that was in on you know so that you know kind of a fun stir the pot gossip column sort of sort of thing that we all like so um that was certainly interesting yeah i mean that's why that's why i call the uh the nfl's off season the non-playing season because there's always some thing that happens you know julio jones was traded late um there's always news and storylines and gossip and and everything that's that's going on um and, and i think they're in like mini camps or something and I, I you know i get push alerts about my some of my fantasy players and whether their coach gives a quote about how much they're going to use them you know i i eat all of that up but yeah yeah it just never stops all <laughs> so, drama, baby. <laughs> exactly all right so i'm i'm gonna skip from the tom brady i'm gonna leave the tom brady thing alone because you know how i feel about tom brady um, but he's actually in both of your pieces here. He's also in the match. So yep. I, I can't, es- I can't escape him here, but I'm still going to pick the match. So keep your, uh, keep your eyes glued to the match, uh, coming up on your TVs, uh, and keep your ears glued to dynasty sports empire, the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Yeah. yeah. So we, our, the outro was better last week. I'm not going <laughs> to you nailed it last week like oh, your eyes, oh yeah, yeah. Your ears, oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, it was like I, it was money yeah, yeah so. i you know once out of every 28 or 29 listen you're you're, 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 you're the one that's doing it i'm just sitting here listening like you know I, you should you should tell me like oh well why don't you try it sometime like i'd, <laughs> I'd fumble over it too for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah yeah well you know sometimes i'm like trying to decide Oh, like, is there something else I want to say, or do I want to swing into the outro? You know, it's, it's, I have so many different things that are going around, different tabs open, a million different things. That's, that's why you're the host. Yeah, yeah. So you can handle that stuff. I'd be a, I'd be a, a wreck. Yeah, quote unquote, quote unquote handle. Yeah. <laughs>